This is a Bandit Radio production. Mark on the first play of the game. Hands it away and Benson breaks it across the line of scrimmage. He's going to go. It's a foot race. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. He's down at the 17-yard line. Holy cow on the first play of the game. He was caught by Derek Strait. 64 yards. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we have LSU great number 25, Justin Vincent. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast, episode 27, Jack. Curtis Taylor. Kenny Hilliard. Kenny Hilliard's my next one. That was the best one, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I got it. That was Let's the best go. one. Leonard. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Kenny Hilliard right, beats Leonard. And Leonard Fournette for the Jags. Oh, speaking of, yeah. big news today. Go. We're I, Guys, we are... I, I'm getting so good at this with the transition stuff. We oh, are what? full of news today, guys. <sighs> uh, this is a action-packed news cycle that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, Every prediction we've made in the past two weeks, throw it out the window. <laughs> Just, we were ten and zero a couple of days ago. Yeah, uh huh. I I texted you earlier today. I'd be, I'd be happy with eight and two. I'd be. We yeah. go eight and two. I'm like, that's a pretty good year. Let's just get to next year. Well, we're gonna get into that. Um, so we have some exciting news for the podcast. Uh, we have been sponsored by uh, Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC. For the past, what, couple of months now? Three months? Yeah, three, four months. Yeah, so Brandon Lejeune's been great with us. Um, we've just now acquired a second sponsor. Yeah. Bear Process Safety, Adam Barry with Bear Process Safety. Great guy. I've known him for a long time. Um, sponsors our other podcasts, and now he's sponsoring one team, one podcast. Love to see it. He's a, a huge LSU fan. So, and you were asking me, what is, what do they do? Yeah, what do they do? So, Bear Process Safety is a process safety com- company where they focus on plant and industrial training for different plants, like, I mean, as large as Exxon, places like that. So, they're a very niche firm, but they take on high-dollar clientele. So, what I was hoping is if we have any um, plant or industrial workers that can be on the lookout for bear process safety. We're going to post all their information on our Facebook page, um, but please give them a like and a follow. And if there's anybody that needs to be in contact with Adam, uh, we would love to love to see that. He's a great guy, loves, um, loves LSU, and he would love to do business with you guys. Also, we need to talk about Brandon at uh, Courtesy as well. Yeah. What's going so, on there? He has got some deals going on, man. Always. Yeah, and this is what we're going to call the hit list. The courtesy automotive hit list. Um, first, he's got, a, he's got 2020 Buick Encores. Uh, they're on sale right now for $17,988. Is that in your price range? A Buick Encore? It's a little... $17,988, no. You know? <laughs> Um, but he's also got Buick Envisions, uh, $10,000 off the sticker price. Like the MSRP was $35,000. Um, also, 2020 GMC Acadias, uh, sale price 27988 
your parents had an Acadia. Oh, oh it's in my parents' price range. I I make twenty seven nine eighty eight. That's pretty good yeah, for a twenty twenty GMC. All right, here's a good one. Um, GMC Sierra twenty twenty eight thousand dollars off the MSRP. So he's got 2021s coming in. So 2020's got great deals right now. Plus, he's got the 2021 GMC Yukons coming in with the new body style. He's got them coming in daily. So give Brandon a call. Send him a Facebook message. I'm going to post all of his information or stop by uh, and see him. They're Louisiana's number one ranked Buick and GMC dealer, courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. That's 4750 Johnston Street. Brandon's been fantastic to us. I reached out to Court today. I'm trying to get Court on some TV here in Baton Rouge, so we're going to see how that if we can get that to happen for courtesy. I'd love to see courtesy more involved in Baton Rouge because, man, they are shipping cars left and right all over the place in Louisiana. Also, they're doing uh, some donation drop-offs at their Lafayette location for everybody in Lake Charles. So anybody that is in the area, if you have anything to drop off, go see them at 4750 Johnston Street. He'll get it delivered to the right people. And so, so glad to have Bear Process Safety a part of One Team, One Podcast with this too. So good little uh, sponsorship family we got working on right now. So uh, love to have Adam and Bear Process a part of that. Um, but let's get right into it. So we have a lot of information to cover today. Yes, um, we, do. we have a great guest coming on. Yeah. Justin Vincent, member of the 2003 National Championship LSU Football Tigers, is going to be joining us shortly. Before that, though, we're going to get into some of the news and notes about what's been happening. And the best place that I can think of to find these news and notes, Tiger Drop. Yes, yeah, obviously. Now it's time for your favorite segment, Tiger Droppings Posts of the Week. All right, guys. Tiger Droppings... What do you think, man? Tiger Droppings is just... I mean, they're on a roll. They're on fire. They're they're two for two this week, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, it first started with Jamar Chase, guys. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Jamar Chase. He is gone. And Tiger Droppings, to me, was the first to tell anybody about the rumblings, right? First I saw... I didn't um, see anyone other than Tiger Droppings on that. Me too. So he's now opted out. Um, if anybody was going to opt out of the LSU football team, it would have been Jamar Tra- Chase, right? Yeah. I mean, there, nobody else was yeah. going to be drafted as high and is more of a sure thing uh, to be drafted top 10 at least, uh, probably even more than that, top five. Yeah. Um, and what else is he's going to prove that's kind of what i think about with jamar chase i know there's all these other rumblings about why he opted out ryan clark's names keeps getting thrown around and ryan clark's defending himself people are defending ryan clark now it's weird it's so weird the ryan clark i don't even care about the ryan clark storyline i think i mean maybe he is talking to players maybe he's not there's no way for us to know so no, and I don't think really that's the case. I, I don't think it is. I really don't. It was just kind of weird that, all right, so Tiger Droppings talked about this first, and then they, along with that, they said, oh, Ryan Clark's doing it in everybody's ear. So yeah. with it being true, 
about him opting out. Like, is it just coincidence or did, was was there something going on? You know, I don't I think, know. I think the fact that a lot of these rumors came from Tiger Droppings originally, and mm-hmm. there is a lot of Ryan Clark hate on Tiger Droppings. Oh, for sure. I they just put that, two and two together. I think that's just, you know. So after that, today, there was another rumor on Tiger Droppings. And now it is, as we record the podcast, just became true. Uh, now, so apparently Ross Dellinger goes on tr- Tiger Droppings now, and he gets his news sources from Tiger Droppings, Probably. guys. So Probably. all you Tiger Droppings psychopaths out there, uh, congratulations. You've done it again. Shout, Ti- out, shout out to Vol. Vol's always on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Vol Tiger. All right, so Tiger, uh, Tiger, Tyler Sheldon is opting out. Yeah. Um, I, there's a few thoughts that I have on this. Tiger, Shel- uh, Tiger, Tyler Shelvin. I'm gonna say this all all day. Tiger Shelvin would be an awesome. That's name a great that. name. Why didn't we? What? Why didn't we change miss. his name? What to a that? miss by his parents. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> Tyler Shelvin. First of all, is he 370 pounds? Yes. If, if he was 370 pounds, I think he may have had an even bigger problem with uh, staying on the field this year. We got we got like a couple of weeks. I mean, you got three feel weeks. Like he's, he was going to cut that down in three weeks. It, I mean, a lot of that is probably pretty easy weight to take off. You know. Oh, he's got to take off about no, thirty it pounds. It wasn't three weeks though, because that he, they said he was three seventy. Was that two weeks? Two ago? weeks ago. So, I mean, so he would have had he has six to, weeks. He has to lose thirty pounds in five weeks. Uh, he's just got to lose twenty. And he needs to get down to three forty. He needs to get I, down to 340. That's kind of what I was thinking immediately when I saw this was, okay, he needs to lose weight, and he was probably in the doghouse, um, yeah. and something was going on with that to where he needed to get out and go to a training facility <laughs> and go work it yeah. off. For, now, draft-wise, I can't tell you where he's going to end up. I can't see him being a first-round pick. I think he'll be like a third-round pick now. Yeah. I, know? that's So I, a guy like know. Chase, I completely get it. Your top five pick, regardless. Right. A guy like Shelvin, though, who's already on the borderline of being a first-round pick, who needs more tape, and he needs to show that he can keep his weight off. He needs to show that he like isn't like a. He's got to be dedicated, right? Yeah, exactly. He's he's had problems with that. Coach O has been very yeah. vocal about that, and he's been him. more like a father figure to him. It sounded he like had, the whole time since he came out of high school. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so a lot of um, kookiness going on with LSU football right now, and that it makes us uh, question our ten and O predictions. Because I have, uh, do we so, have a couple of bottles of bourbon on the line for this? Uh, yeah, we do on the Mississippi State game. Mississippi State, least. okay. What's the what was the bet on Se- that one? The, uh, seventeen, 17 and a half. I think it was just seventeen. 17 spread, so LSU has to beat Mississippi State by 17. Mm-hmm. I'm still okay with that. Yeah, I um, think, dude, I think we're going to. But I have a out. I have a bottle of bourbon with Brandon Stewart. Shout out Brandon Stewart. Uh, over under nine wins. Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> nine is a push. Eesh. Under, I owe him a bottle of $50 bourbon, $75 bourbon, sorry. Yikes. And then Shout ten and zero. Ten and zero. I win a bottle of seventy five dollars. A great call by Brandon right Sheesh. there. Yeah, but he didn't know all this was happening. This is pre Jamar Chase. Yeah, but like still, all LSU has to do is lose one game, and it's a push. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy. Yeah, you're right. He took advantage <laughs> of me. <laughs> I was sure all did. like, 
Wait, was this Saturday night? You seem to be probably. I was, yeah, yeah. So I was watching the. Uh, well, I watched the. Um, I was throwing out some f bombs. I think on. Uh, you sure were. You were calling yourself daddy. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. I was. We had a little bet on. Uh, I lost it. Yeah. I had Austin P. Uh-huh. Let's go P. I thought you pushed. No, I, I lost by seven. Oh, uh, they got the two point conversion. That's right. That's right. I forgot they got it. Yeah, I thought I was yeah. I was in the winner's circle with a minute twenty two. Uh huh. And nope. um and all they had to do, I needed Central Arkansas just to go down the field, kick a field, goal. kick a field goal, run it all the way down to one second, kick a field goal, I win. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what do they do? They they go for the jugular. Yeah, they sure did. Of course they did. Um, so all right, what else is going on with LSU sports right now? LSU football. Uh. I don't know. Everything else got so, like, pushed to the bottom of well, the barrel. So they had the protests the other day, which it seemed like it was coordinated with every team in the country. Yeah. Uh, everybody was kind of doing the same thing, so I didn't react at all to this. Um, but, I, you know, you see some of these crazies on Twitter and stuff that are trying to react to all these social yeah, just, yeah, justice they, protests. They can believe what they want, and, like, you have your opinions. Yeah. And, what's the big freaking deal? Like, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, what? Like, some people were like, oh, I guess I'm not watching LSU sports this year. Like, give me a break. Grow up. I know. Any other names that we need to be out looking at for um, maybe opting out? Jacoby Stevens? I guess we should be thinking about this now. Yeah, Jacoby Stevens got to be on that list. That would be the only other one. That would be that one. Jamar shocked me because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy. Terrence Marshall. He's got. He needs Terrence to play. Terrence Marshall needs to play. Jacoby Stevens needs to play. Yeah. To, and to Jacoby me, Stevens would also just shock me just because he seems like he's so in for playing. Jamar Chase seemed like he was so in for playing too, but he has a little bit more on the line than Steven does. Mm-hmm. Stevens does. Um, now Terrence Marshall, this is lining up perfect for him, huh? Like yeah. he was already, I, I, in I was our opinion, was going to be a high pick, uh, maybe yeah. first round, maybe a little less, who knows. But now I can see him easily putting up a huge number a year and being a first round pick. Yeah, I was thinking about this though. Like, I don't know if Terrace Marshall actually sees much of a statistical improvement with or without Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Just. I mean, he still caught 13 touchdowns while missing three games last year. I mean, how much more can he do? Right. So here's a good Tiger Droppings post by Random LSU Hero. Players can always opt back in. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Not after they sign with an agent, they can't, Random LSU Hero. Yeah. Um, Guaranteed, Jamar is already done. I I think that's part of why Jamar's opting out is because – there's the new thing this just for this year with COVID that uh, players can do. They can sign with an agent and start training for the mm-hmm. draft starting in August. So, yeah, that's the whole idea. So here's Golden Boy posted this earlier. TK McClendon to the transfer portal. Yeah. So TK's gone. Yeah. So you're saying what'd you say today? Oh yeah, that, that's got to mean that BJ. Ojalar. Ojalar. Yeah, he's got to be having a good, uh, good camp. I would think so. You probably <laughs> we're just gutted. Well, later on, on uh, Namari Tiger says BJ Ojolari is a problem. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I, that could mean that we actually have a pass rush that you guys don't even know about. I, I'm I'm more thinking this year there is so much unknown 
um, not only nationally, but even within our own fan base to where there's going to be so many surprises this year yeah. that we're not even thinking about yet. And, and I was thinking about this. We have this super young team, super inexperienced. It's very ideal that we have Mississippi State, Vandy, Missouri yes. to start the season. Absolutely. That is so It lined huge. up perfect for us. Like may, maybe in those three games we can get enough experience gain, gained by then. And they're SEC games. I mean, you know, they're bottom of the barrel SEC games, but they're SEC games. I actually, I mean, Vanderbilt's not even a SEC team. Hardly, no, but. no. I mean, coast through those, get get everything, all your kinks out, and yeah. get ready for Florida. That's what that set up for perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so here's another post. Tiger Burt says, "Quit the number seven thing." So let's talk mm-hmm. about number seven and eighteen. So we were always thinking that Jacoby Stevens was going to be eighteen this year, right? right? Yeah. Um, so who do you want to be seven? Let's say we do it. I, Let's say we do it. Who, who's seven? I, I like giving it to Eric Gilbert if, if we're going to give it out. What about Miles Brennan? No. Why? Because he's white? Because <laughs> he's white. No. That's racist. Uh, just because I think seven goes to the playmakers, right? Is Miles Brennan a playmaker? We don't know that yet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like your number what, what seven about just goes giving to it the to, best. Like, to Terrence Marshall, then. You see, that's an. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty standard. I mean, he's only going to be here for one pick. year, right? Like that's. But that's my thing. I like giving the seven to a freshman guy, like a guy who's like doesn't have to change his number well, to wear seven. And and if we had to do it, then Stingley would be the guy. But he's already come out on Twitter saying he's going to keep twenty four. So it kind of makes me think that they're not going to do a seven this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't know. Just kind of have that feeling yeah but um it could be a surprise i don't know maybe it is going to be eric gilbert maybe I, I he's mean, that much of a stud what, what about eric gilbert says that he shouldn't wear seven you know yeah i mean number two sound it's pretty cool man number two on a tight end is pretty cool yeah. man how about a seven, seven on, on a, a tight, tight end, end. all right so is anybody else defensively other than stingley i, I don't think there's anybody to me next I mean, year like Elias stingley Ricks. stingley has it next year I would assume. I mean, if he doesn't want it this year, why would he want it next year? Maybe it's because Chase had it and he didn't want to, like, change his number up right now. I don't know. Nah, he he would have taken seven if he wanted it. Elias Ricks is a freshman. Although Jamar Chase originally said he didn't want seven and then later on later on decided he did want it. My vote's Miles Brennan. Give it to him. Nah, Let's roll. I, I want Miles Brennan to wear 18 next year. 18 next year? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you switch it up? Give Miles Brennan 18 this year and then give um, Steven Jacoby Stevens 7 this year. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So a lot of people are wanting to quit all of these number games. Yeah, some people are. Some people don't like it, but I don't care. I like it, so shut up. Yeah, I feel like it's the old-timers <laughs> that are um, – that are. It, yeah, there's a lot of people that just – And I'm like, an old-timer. It's just like, oh, you just wear whatever jersey you want. And then, like, people say, yeah – Stingley, just make the 24 a Well, big here's what now. I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing. A lot of backlash on guys, especially with the opting out and not living up to their commitment to be an LSU Tiger. And this is just such a crazy year and so many uncertainties going on. Um, 
you have to cut some people some slack this year. Right. Um, Jamar Chase, honestly, should have never, should have never, he should have opted out a long time ago. Probably. Probably. I mean, uh, I can't believe somebody like Trevor Lawrence is playing this year. What do you have to prove? What do you have to. Damn, I didn't think about that. Trevor Lawrence could still opt out. I mean, he's a top five. He's top number, five pick. He's the number, number one. one pick, probably. He's the number yeah. one pick, yeah. Um, Player doesn't play. Like Justin Fields, one. like, that's probably why you haven't heard Justin Fields, like, pushing the transfer, um, yeah. that's you know, point. option at all. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem with a guy like Chase uh, opting out. I think the timing pissed a lot of people off. Uh, being so close to to school and and like he was all on board with playing and now he's not. There's some questions of like what what well, were you doing this for? He he definitely has had to have some agents in his ear, you know, right? Uh, just telling him like letting him know what his other options are. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Well, guys, we um are going to be having Justin Vincent on pretty soon. Um have a lot of things that I want to talk to him about, especially with um, the national championship game in, in 2004, January 2004. Um, but also want to talk to him about some 2020 stuff going on this year. Um, so we have him on the line and we're going to bring him on right now. All right, guys, we are joined by Justin Vincent on the Courtesy Automotive Hotline. Uh, Justin, we appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to uh, see this football helmet right here. Every player that comes on, they have to sign this helmet. It's like a part gotcha. of the deal. You didn't know that when you signed up for this. but <laughs> That's, that's the happen. easy part. That's right. Well, this is a real joy for me, man. Um, I've been talking about this for a while. Whenever we started this podcast, I was like, oh, I can't wait. We're going to get this guy on. We're going to get this guy on. Jack here, he's like, so what are we going to talk about today? I said, what are you going to talk about? We're going to talk about <laughs> – 2003 that's what we're gonna talk about yeah uh, so i grew up in the in the late 90s like under donardo uh justin and obviously when saving came on everything kind of just changed mentality wise and i was on my way out of school but i experienced like 1997 um lsu florida game all that kind of stuff but the 2003 season just took everything to the next level right so yeah i know i saw i heard you on with uh jacques Doucet the other day a good friend of ours mm-hmm. as well and uh talking about the sec championship game and uh y'all were talking about the long run and the sec championship game against georgia yeah. run and I'm putting it at the very beginning of this podcast it's a clip of Jim Hawthorne's call of the run against Oklahoma it's the oh, opening yeah. run and I know you get asked this all the time but that moment to me Justin like probably eclipses any moment of any play that I can ever remember as far as like the atmosphere and how electric everything was after that play were you experiencing that? I know you were one running the ball and everything, but afterwards, did you un- understand the magnitude of that event? Um, no, um, to be honest with you, like it was um, even to kind of till still today is still very surreal to me. Um, you know, you see the clips and you see, you know, uh, the magazine covers and all this other stuff and, you know, the team photos and you know, just the lineup of the guys I played with from the Chad Lavalais to Kyle Williams and mm-hmm. to Corey and, uh, Matt, it's just, it's, it's, to a certain extent, it's very overwhelming. Um, now that I'm 37, I can kind of sit back and kind of sulk it in and kind of 
understand the magnitude of what I was able to be a part of. And um, for me, uh, anybody who knows me, and this goes back whenever I was young, I never really was a type of person to get nervous for anything. Like I was always kind of like my dad, my dad used to tell me, he's like, when you get nervous, you leave room for error. Yeah. He said, look, take a deep breath, relax. This isn't your first rodeo. You've done this before. Um, just get the ball rolling. And I think normally after my first contact is when, you know, the quote unquote butterflies go away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and I, when I'm out there, I never really hear the crowd. The only time I actually, when I hear the crowd is when I watch our defense. So, but when I made that that run and I got tackled, when I stood up, it was kind of like somebody had two 12s and an amp <laughs> on my ears and they were like doing like this. I mean, it was just, you saw drinks flying. I mean, it was just a crazy. <laughs> the roof came off. Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. Um, And just obviously to cap that off with the dub, it was one of those moments in life that uh, I'll never forget. Well, there's some backs that I've always thought about at, with LSU. And, you know, you play on the Tiger Stadium turf and you play in like different SEC arenas and everything. But when you got – when there's certain backs when you got to the SEC championship game and you, when you got to the Super Bowl and you were – I mean, it's Superdome and you were playing on that turf, you just became a different back. I felt mm-hmm. like you you were one that – you were just so much faster on that turf. Uh, Dominic Davis comes to mind, like yeah. guys like that that were just like they were just different backs against uh, against Illinois. Yeah, oh I was my actually, gosh. I, I was at that game. I um, was too, and I was just like, "Who is yeah. this guy?" Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's it's so like the turf itself. Obviously, anybody who's ever walked on it, you don't necessarily have to play on it. You can you can somewhat tell the difference between the turf that's outdoors and the turf that's inside. The wear and tear of the weather. It, it kind of messes with the the, the rubber pellets. It, the, there's a little bit less bounce. Everything's kind of settled. Yeah. But inside, it's it seems kind of fluffy. It's almost like one those new outdoor tracks they have now was kind of spongy. Um, and like I kind of said a while back, you know, um, me and Skylar, we had that conversation at the walkthrough, and we were just talking like, man, we never really felt anything like this. But, you know, I figured, you know, if I get loose or you get loose, uh, it's going to be hard-pressed for somebody to catch us. <laughs> Maybe Derek straight. I don't know yeah. about anybody else. And, yeah, and you know what? I get a lot of flack from some bunch of my buddies about that all the time. I mean, he had to dive to catch me now. Yeah, so let's did. get that out the way. That guy <laughs> yeah. saved a touchdown for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you fumbled later on that on that drive, right? Yeah, the, the next play, Matt Malk and, and Ben, we had a – it's a toss awesome. play. We, we run it's called Horn Boss, which basically the one I scored against, against Georgia. Uh-huh. The center, which is very unconventional in football, the center pulls on a toss play. The guard blocks down, the center pulls, and Ben Bucket stepped, and he stepped on Matt and kind of didn't – Matt wasn't able to get his hands out, so the ball hit the ground. And, you know, but obviously the next play he threw a pick and we're able to score with right, Skyler, right. so. Derek Strait not only caught you on that one, but he also recovered that fumble, if I remember. He did, too. he did. That guy was he all did. over the place. Yeah, he, he was – he was – he's something to reckon with, man. He was a, a tremendous talent, man. That whole team was loaded. I mean – Oh, I know. You know, if you look on paper, obviously, you know, in my humble opinion, obviously it was a great game, but I don't think they should have been there after that shellacking they took in the Big 12 championship. Right. right. I just thought it was going to be USC to begin with, but they were obviously a formidable po- uh, opponent. And, you know, from, you know, Cody and uh, Teddy Lehman and Derek mm-hmm. Strait, Rodney Poole – uh, Brandon Savage, like they had 
the they team. Had a lot of guys. Michael Clayton, like the, they had the team. Yeah. They had whatever. Jason White, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I mean, Heisman Roof. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, wow. I, I've actually saw him one time since then. <laughs> he literally laughed in my face and, and walked off. I asked him, I was like, dude, you got to explain to me if the world told Justin Benson I was the best player in college football, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that I was coming back to school. <laughs> right. Like, what, like, what decision? Like, I just. I said, like, what, like, what were you thinking? Like, they put you on the you. That's Mount Rushmore. That you, you, you. That was first round guaranteed all day, and then he comes back in the next year, and yeah, I don't even think he got drafted. No, I like, don't it's, think he it's got nuts. Hurt yeah, right. it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he actually had two braces on in the game against us. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, was uh, walking wounded for a little while. Yeah, he was. But yeah, that was that was just a tremendous atmosphere, man. And, you know, we get a lot of flack every time. I was obviously LSU plays in the Superdome. They're like, "Oh, it's cheating!" You know, home field advantage. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, man, we don't pick the sites. No, we don't. We just show up. <laughs> I mean, that was just the perfect, the perfect service. Yeah. We we hadn't been there. I mean, we were there for the for the Sugar Bowl, but that wasn't the same thing as no, this a little bit more at stake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just off the rails. Um, take us back a little bit um, for that season. I know you started. The first game that you really started was South Carolina, right? Correct. Uh, everything yeah. kind of just switched gears, uh, it seemed like, from that point on. And it was just like complete domination. Uh, it was after the Florida game, right? Yes, yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, Joe and Chiron went down the Florida game. And I actually played the, the second half and, and finished that game out. But, you know, my whole mindset coming into that season was that I was special teams all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, five-star recruit, the whole thing, I guess, you know, especially this day and age, people will feel like they're so entitled to play right away. If they don't play, they want to get in the portal and all this other stuff. That was never even my mindset. I was like, oh, I know I'm not playing. Yeah. Like, so let me go try to get on the field any type of way and, and play these special teams. And then, you know, unfortunately, Joe and Chiron go down in the same game and it kind of catapulted me into a, 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 the limelight. But, but yeah, that was actually my first action. I had family in Georgia. They drove down. My mom, she drove down. She, my mom and dad, she only missed one game since I was in college. Uh, but she came down, and it was just a great, great atmosphere to play at such a historic stadium for me to get my first start and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of get your feet wet and, and able to walk out there with a dub. Yeah, so I know you're from Lake Charles, and, and with everything going on, yeah, uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners that are from the Lake Charles and Lafayette area. So uh, anybody impacted your. Yeah, man, my whole around? family. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm live, I live in South Lake Charles, man. I'm, I'm a stone's throw away from Barb High School. Uh, yeah. My mom was in the first graduating class. My brother played basketball there. My cousins went there. Everybody went there. Um, you know, I actually went home on Friday with my mom and. You know, we experienced Hurricane Rita. There is this is that times ten. Yep. Um, I got off on the Nelson Road exit, which for a lot of people who know, that's the the exit for the the Golden Nugget and yep. the LaBerge. There's not a house I've seen all the way down to my house, which is off Ham Reed. There's not a there's not a house that I saw that wasn't impacted. Yeah. Whether there's a tree on it, whether you know a hole in it, windows broke. You know, shingles gone, whatever it is, there was every single house um, that I laid eyes on needed some sort of uh, maintenance. Yeah. And it was, it's very detrimental because 
it'll be a long time before Lake Charles gets back where it wants to be. It kind of almost has that Katrina feel for it. Obviously, I was from afar, but I did help a lot when Hurricane Katrina hit, and I was able to see some things, and mm -hmm. it was just – just the rebuilding process. There's so much work. There's not enough companies to help. There may right. be, people may go a month without a tarp. Just, you know, forget electricity, forget power, just yep. to cover so just the rain won't keep coming in there. Yeah. Um, it, it'll, it'll be a good while before it gets back to some normalcy. Yeah, I do. I do TV advertising as my day job. And I, I have a couple of uh, roofing clients and I've been talking to them the last couple of days and they're all in Lake Charles and they're just like, look, we're just completely overwhelmed. And so, yeah, I know what I have a company about. too. I have, I have a company too. And we kind of, we kind of switched from our logistics side and kind of went to, you know, doing our, our, our roofing and, and tree removal and stuff. And yeah, there's just so many people that need so much. You just spread thin and yeah. we don't, there's, it's going to take a while. You got, it's hard to, to tell people that on the phone, mm -hmm. but it's going to take a while for us to get, get things rolling. Well, I was thinking about you whenever we were trying to get this set up and I was like, ah, this is not the right time. <laughs> yeah. So it, I understand. It, it hit, it hit quick and fast, man. Like I just didn't, obviously nobody expected it um, to this magnitude. We knew it was coming. Right. Obviously, you know, if you watch the, the news, you'd have to be blind not to see that it's coming, but you know, just, the aftermath is way more than what my eyes was ready to, to, to see. Well, it's back to back weeks. We've had two bar bucks, um, as, uh, on our podcast, we had, uh, Zach von Rosenberg and now you, the old man, <laughs> that's right. The old man, I'm old, is he older than you? No. <laughs> damn, damn <near. laughs> he, he's not, he's knocking on it. He's called, they call him, he said they call him grandpa. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's knocking on it, man. Uh, uh I, I, was, I didn't think about that until, I didn't realize he went to Barb. He did, and yeah. then transferred to, to Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, I live in Zachary now, so yeah. yeah oh, well, he, small he, world. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he transferred out here. So um, I and, take us to two, uh, 2005, because I know you were on the team, and then Katrina mm -hmm. hits and all that, and what a, like, what a surreal kind of year. And I feel like we're it's a different it's a different type of year, obviously, this year, because of, it's not a hurricane that we're talking about that was going on at the same time, but it's a, it's a really strange year and you know, things are just going to be different this year. Take us to that year a little bit, because I know it started where we had to pack back a game up, Katrina happens. And then you guys are just like right there on the scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, like say camp was supposed to end the day. It went two extra weeks because we didn't know if we were going to play, um, you know, and, and obviously Arizona state was supposed to come here and we ended up going there. We had practice. Blackhawk helicopters are flying over. They're landing on the track. Yeah. Um, you go to the PMAC, which they turned into like kind of a hospital triage. slash triage right. type deal. Um, you know, they had, you know, kids in there without their parents. Um, I mean, it was just so uh, drastic, man. I, you know, buses coming in with so many people. People were walking. Like, it was it was crazy, uh, to, say the, to say the least. Um, you know, we tried to do our part. You know, Jack Marucci um, got his his trailer together, me and Kyle Williams and a couple other teammates. We went in there. I mean, after two days, you know, uh, myself and, and those people and, and also Tommy Moffey, we go to the to the uh, PMAC to try to, you know, just talk to people, console with people, do whatever it is we can do. Um, you know, like, like, like we always say, you know, Louisiana, we try to take care of each other. And it's yeah. just one of those um, – most tough things that obviously we live in an area um, that 
that gets hit by these quite too often. Yeah, we were just actually on another podcast with a South, South Carolina podcast. And uh, the, I guess that guy, his only trip to, to Baton Rouge was after their hurricane and it got switched to where they had to come here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, the hospitality and I, that, that I got whenever we came to Baton Rouge after that, at, during that game was just unbelievable, even though you didn't have like as many people at the game and all that. And I said, man, this is that, that's the first time that it ever happened to somebody else and we were the ones yeah. that got to take care of somebody it's yeah. like we're nobody understands that more than we do right um most no, definitely it, it just seemed like that year um a lot of you guys really wrapped your arms around lsu a little bit more and i always felt like less miles for all the everybody has everything to say about less but like what a perfect coach to be on that on that team yeah, he handled it. He handled it. You know, I I told him that to his face. He handled it the, the best he could. I mean, he didn't know. He came to the team. I'll never forget in the team meeting. We had a bunch of guys from that New Orleans area, Tyson Jackson, Quinn Johnson, um, you know, Kirsten Pittman. You know, they just didn't, didn't know. They didn't hear from their family. They didn't know what was going on, and we still was expected to go out there and practice. Yeah. And he came up there and said, you know, what what should I do? How How do you guys want to approach it? And he's like, Coach, all, you know, all we know is ball. Let's let's just try to go play a game and, and, and try to cheer some people up. So, yeah, you know, you know hats off to him for handling it the, the, the right way. Well, now we got a different situation. So let's kind of jump to 2020 because this mm-hmm. is like the weirdest season I can ever remember. And it hasn't even started yet, really. It's the weirdest year, period. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, period. 2020, we're ready for it to end. So yeah, um, I don't want to read about it in history books either. No, right. Um, so – the news, of course, with Jamar Chase, and now just right before we started recording, uh, Tyler Shelvin has now opted out too. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, you know, Chase is, is somebody obviously that we all understand why you would opt out. You're already guaranteed basically as a top five, ten pick in the draft. Um, Tyler Shelvin, that's a guy that w- was a little surprising to me. Uh, but what are your thoughts yeah, on me, this? As, yeah, um, that's surprising to me too. I didn't, I didn't expect it. Um, you know, everybody has their their personal reasons. Um, you know, those some of those conversations I used to be privy to, I'm not anymore since I'm not right. in the building anymore. But uh, I'm sure you get a text only, every now and then. I do, I do, and I go over there when when things are normal. I'm over there like three to four days a week. So yeah, um, you know. But at the same time you just never know if some kids going through something personally or, you know, there's a lot weighing on them. You take somebody like uh, Marcel Brooks, who yeah. you know, his family was hit hard by, he made a decision, look, Hey, I just got to get out of here. You know, I'm not, I just don't feel comfortable. Um, you know, so you just don't know what plays in the whole situation. Um, but you, you hate to see a kid, you know, what we would, what we would call in the football world is commit career homicide. Like you don't want to leave early and put something on the table unless you plan on coming back next year. Yeah. You know, um, so, so you can put some, some consistent good stuff on tape. That way you can give yourself an ample opportunity to go do something that you love and get paid for it instead of just going out there and just not getting drafted and all that stuff. So hopefully he's not opting out to go pro early yeah. and he's opting out just because of the situation, then going to come back. Yeah, because we've seen some mock drafts where he he could fall like late first round with a good year, you know. And it, it, I started thinking about okay, how much money are we talking about on a signing bonus if you're 
late first round, which would be the one of the most ideal spots for him. Yeah. Or third or fourth round, you know, how much money are we leaving on the table because of this decision? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, that's something I thought I thought I would ask you just because your experience with this. But uh, are these guys kind hey, of thinking about all that ahead of time? You know? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, listen, in this day and age, man, everything's you know at your fingertips. You can look it up. You know, you got people in your ear telling you this, that, and the other. So hopefully, this decision was made by him personally and his family, and not by any outsiders. Um, giving him some bad information so he can put himself in harm's way. Um, hopefully, he makes the right decision. I, my hope is that he comes back. Um, but, you know, teach his own. You never know, like I said, what he's going through personally. So, with these guys gone, what, what kind of expectations are you thinking about right now for 2020 for LSU? You know, for me personally, the expectations are still high. Um, they're, they're still right where they, they should have been, should be regardless because – of the amount of talent we have. You know, you recruit to replace um, because of attrition or kids leave early. Um, you take Jamar Chase. Obviously, he's a great talent. You know, I personally think he's done all he can do. He can't put himself in any better position right. than what he's in right, right now. Yeah. But you have, you know, all those young guys behind him. You know, your marshals, you know, uh, um, they, they, they have an opportunity to flourish mm -hmm. and, and grow and get those balls that were meant for him. You know, on that D line, you, you got the same, you got the same stuff. You got some, some dudes, got some monster freshmen coming. Yeah, in. got some dudes get out there. Guillory is one of them. You get out there, and they can, they can play right away. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm okay with that, on that aspect of it because I know we have tremendous talent. And they're gonna get coached, coached up really well, and, and be in position to make some plays for us. So, I'm not too, too much worried about that right now. So, yeah, I know you had a question about running backs right yeah so we lose we lose chase right so you got to imagine that we'll have to run the ball a little more now uh what do you know about that running back room just and uh, kevin falk coaching them right? right yeah 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 that room is that room is gonna be fine man um that's probably one of the the few positions that for me has a question mark source so say um we saw what they put on tape you know from chris curry uh what I seen from him in, in the playoff game, it's enough for me. You know, I was a guy that was chomping at the bit and, and was thinking about getting in that portal at one point in time, mm -hmm. um, not knowing if he made the right decision, get some action. Hey, the kid can play. Well, that's Obviously, that don't blink mentality that we've yeah, kind of here. Yeah, right? I was always told, you know, at a, uh, from, from the coaches that I had, um, especially when I was in Pittsburgh, he always said, you're not a backup. You're a starter in waiting. So you got to treat it as such. And if you have that mentality to go out there and, and, and grind it out and learn your stuff, whether they put you on scout team or whatever it is, you go out there and try to give that first team D the business. And when you right. get the opportunity to run with the ones or the twos, you know, you put that stuff on tape. And tape is, is your walking, talking, breathing resume in, in the football mm -hmm. world. The eye in the sky don't lie. So they have to uh, – have to see that and they got to make a decision and obviously Chris Curry is putting some good stuff on tape and he got an opportunity to go out there and, and showcase his talents and now you know he'll be in the rotation it's going to be a three-headed monster and I'm 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 super excited to see that I said three-headed monster last week and you corrected me well I mean coach O seems to like uh Trey Bradford do you know anything about him so far yeah that kid that kid looks good too now um he's had a so far pretty good fall camp um but when you look at those, he, he may get some burn. They might treat him a little bit like they did um, 
my young guy from New Orleans. Uh, but as far as the the amount of touches he gets early, you may see him progress later on mm-hmm. and become the guy. Justin um, Vincent in the SEC championship game. Hey, man. Something like that. <laughs> if it happened once, it damn sure could happen again. <laughs> For sure. So what, what are you thinking as far as the offense goes? Because that's – we get in a lot of Twitter battles with um, – you'll see us. You'll see us just uh, knocking <laughs> it around with uh, these national guys on Twitter that, yeah. that have a lot of low expectations because Burroughs – They had them this year. Yeah, because Brady's gone. They they keep mentioning, oh, the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, is gone. And that's not the offensive coordinator. Passing game coordinator, offensive coordinator, two different things. We've heard the, check, the check's different too. Before yeah. Before um before Chase left, I, I put out the bold prediction of ten and zero, And I I know I got purple and gold sunglasses on. Yeah. But um, I said nine and one. Uh, so now we're we're kind of like okay, it's a lot of a lot of guys we're losing yeah. eight and two you know Maybe, yeah you st- we before all this happened we were here in six and four seven and three um no way that we're going like undefeated on the road with Brennan and there's a lot of doubt and a lot of the the, the doubt comes from they think that our offense is going to regress a little bit um Never. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, so what are you seeing? That, I mean, that's, in, that's in place. That, that's, that's in place. What's, what we saw last year is etched in stone. Yes. Now, they may add some wrinkles off of that, but with Scott Linehan, what he's doing is he, is he is catering to what we already have. He is helping that situation. There's right. no, you know, 50-yard line, too tight, eye formation. We're not doing that. That yeah. them them days are long gone. Nah, that's you know? what people so, are missing. I think I don't think yeah. they understand that this is the, like Coach O has realized that this is the way of the future, and we have it to is. like just to adapt, right? It um, is. It is one thing you got to do, man. My dad always said you got to adapt, or you'll die off like the dinosaurs. Right. Like if you're not willing to adapt, man, you either get passed up or you can get fired. So take your pick. And right. and and nobody wants to lose a job. Right. So what are your expectations of Miles Brennan this year? Um. I just hope he goes out there and just bees himself, man. From what I from what I've seen so far um, through the summer, and had an opportunity to see some stuff uh, this fall, he has progressed. Um, not in the weight category. To me, he's gained weight, but he looked the same. Um, kind of thick now. We've been saying he that. is. He he's a little, a little bit. He's a little bit. But to me, uh, he just he's just a railroad track thin to me. Like, I don't. I don't. Even with pads on, so um, but but you can tell he, he's he's matured, and I think he's been to bogeys. I think a few times since oh, uh, his freshman year. Oh, hundred percent. He's had an opportunity to sit behind Joe though, um, and kind of and kind of learn the learn from a pro, of, right? Like yeah. I, I feel like he was a pro last year, and yeah, at that position. Understand. One thing I've one thing I've learned at that position, if you're not willing to be the first and the last man out the building and you don't love football, football is not something you do at this level. You got to actually fall in love with it because if you don't, it'll eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And I think he's learned that. You know, I've, I've heard that he's up there 24-7. I heard that he's, he's throwing the ball with the wide receivers, you know, without the coaches telling him. Yeah. Those type of things lead to big plays on Saturday night. So hopefully um, just getting that, that camaraderie and those guys feeling comfortable with each other and, and, and knowing what to expect, anticipating balls and, and where they're going to be and his tendencies and what things that he likes to do. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I, my expectations are, 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 are pretty damn high for him um, getting an opportunity to see him so far. 
Well, I just love um, some of the – it seems like he – like you said, he's taking a cue from Joe Burrow. Um, I, I, I saw the Cincinnati Bengals the other day. They had their, um, you know, team where they were – they were get, getting everybody around for the social injustice and everybody was kind of wrapped around. Joe Burrow was right at the front of that. Yep. Um, and he's just, he's going to be the team leader, re, whether you ask him to or not, he's just taking it. Up. He is right now. He don't, right. he, he probably doesn't even know it. You know, cause it, it really, it, it just, really hadn't, so it hadn't, it hadn't actually put a stamp on it. Yep. He doesn't have the C on his Jersey yet. Oh, but it's coming oh, because sure. it's, 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 it's in his DNA. That's who he is. You know, and those, I, those, I, those are the type of things you can't fake. Right. Like you either got it or you don't. Well, and I love seeing uh, all the Tigers walking up the hill the other day and going yeah. to the president's office. And the, one of the first guys we see is Miles Brennan up yeah. there. I just love to see that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm hoping that really is just, like you said, it's just him kind of learning over time to kind of take control of the situation. Oh, yeah. I, um, I guarantee you some guys on that team, they may not come out publicly because he's still a rookie and there is some quote unquote rookie haze and stuff that they got to do yeah. and all that. But He's already kind of solidified himself for that. You can kind of tell when he's talking how they look at him, um, just just his demeanor. And if he's still himself, which is quiet as all get out and goes about his business, they 100% respect that. Right, right. Well, I'm looking forward to 2020, man. I know it's a crazy year, but I, I'm just – are there some things that you're you're thinking that we may see that are kind of like, uh, I guess, weird things that we could probably see because of everything going on right now with the testing and all that kind of stuff. Like all of a sudden a guy uh, tests positive the week before the Bama game or something like that. Like what are some things that you're kind of on your head as far as – Yeah, the protocol happens? for that stuff is going to be – I think it's going to be a train wreck because let's say it falls in the last year and, you know, their protocol as of today, you got to be out 14 days. Mm-hmm. Bama game coming up. Yep. You ain't Joe Joe Burrow's not playing in Bama game. Right. You know what I mean? So I really don't know how they're gonna how they gonna approach it. People are gonna get it. Uh, it's a contact sport, you know, you're breathing, you're sweating, you're falling on each other. It's gonna happen. For them to think that it's not, it's naive as all get out. Um, but I think how they approach it and handle the situation is more key than anything because that will that will show you how the rest of the season will go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating the same thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm finding it very interesting that um, if a guy tests positive and he's asymptomatic, uh, they, they, don't, they don't have to retest him for three months. Yeah. So it's almost like if these guys can get it now and show that they're asymptomatic, they're cleared for the rest of the season. You know, you almost, I mean, knock on wood, but you almost wish everybody would get it and just get get it out the way. <laughs> right. It's, well, if they're asymptomatic, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they're asymptomatic, 100%. Get it and get it out the way. That way you don't have to worry about it. You're good. Pretty much at a point they, where everybody's just going to get it at some point. Well, they call that chicken pox party. So, like having a, a COVID party where everybody yeah. just gets it. And then... <laughs> We're more than uh, 14 days out from the season. So That's we right. We'll have one. Um, yeah, it, it I, I know some things, weird things are going to happen this year. And I'm just, I'm just thankful that we're going to have a season. So yeah, man, something to look forward to. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was driving back from Lake Charles on Saturday night and I was just kind of looking on Twitter and I was like, Central Arkansas on TV right now. I was like, what is this? I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch on my app with the service is real, <laughs> real crappy in Lake Charles and, and we're, we're, we're driving back and uh, I get home and I turn it on 
And I text my uh, my guy, Alvin Slaughter, who was uh, an assistant. He was quality control here. Now he's a wide receiver coach at North Horse State. I say, look, man, I don't know too much about Southland Conference, but I thought y'all are in the Southland Conference and so is Central Arkansas. Why are they playing and y'all aren't? And he was like, oh, well, they decided to do their own thing. And Central you know, Arkansas took it upon themselves to like, schedule a whole schedule. Playing like 10 yeah. games or something. And they're kind yeah. of cutting edge. It's so weird that mm-hmm. Central Arkansas is the cutting edge team that's, like, doing it the way that everybody The team with the it. ugliest home field in the country. <laughs> yeah, the gray and purple. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, let's – we're going we're gonna to have a couple of questions to end it with you. Um, some differences between Nick Saban and Les Miles. personalities, man. You know, I think uh, they both approach the game the same way. They're very, very consistent in what they do. I know sometimes when I watch, you know, news conference or something with Nick talking and I'm not watching it, I I know exactly what he's going to say because he said the same thing to us years ago. Like nothing's changed with that dude but the date and time, you know, and and it's, it's very intriguing to see that somebody who's had so much success, he put, his foundation in place, his base, and he just brings it everywhere he goes and has tremendous success. And it's amazing to see. Coach Miles is the same way. You know, he's, regardless of what people, you know, think or believe about him, he's the winningest coach in LSU history. And yeah. somebody will combat that with, well, he was here the longest. He has no choice but to be the one. Yeah, all that stuff plays in plays into it, but you can't deny what he did when he was here. Yeah. You might not like the games that he lost and the clock management and all this other stuff, but he won ball games mm-hmm. yeah. and won a national title. So, which I mean, Vegas can't be choosers. That's right. <laughs> um, I always thought of Les Miles as, like, he, he was the greatest coach to, like, maintain program. Right. Um, and, and I always think of the program now as just, like, such a solid program. It's in the right direction and everything. But I was, I was thinking with Les Miles, like, everything was just like a well-oiled machine at some point uh, mm-hmm. under Miles. Now, could, could have things been better? Obviously. obviously. I, I, it's almost like the offense. Like the yeah. offense now compared to even in – If we ran that offense back then, we'd have, oh, yeah. won, we'd have won a national championship in 2005 and 6. Right. 2005. 100%. See, I, I, I asked you about lost, 2005 We went 11-2 both those years. 11-2 right. both those years. I asked you about 2005 earlier because it was such a talented team and – it's like everybody just ran out of gas at the end, right? Like, because yeah. you you didn't get the you didn't get the breaks uh, like the bye no, weeks or no, anything. No, like no bye week. Yeah. And I I remember the I was at the Tennessee game, and that was another electric game that that night. Right. Um, you know, everybody was just ready. It was a Monday night. It was that was that the hottest game you've ever been at? Probably. Um, you know, I don't. I've I'm always been the type of person to sweat more than most. I changed my cleats three times that game. Oh, it was the worst. And it was at night. Can you imagine yeah. it was a day game? Oh, my gosh. You know what's crazy about that? You asked me about it. I actually just watched that game earlier today. Okay. Like, I was flipping through YouTube, and I just yeah. saw it, and I clicked on it, and I watched it. Yeah, it was brutal. Gerald Riggs, the end. Yeah. Uh, but we were Riggs up 21 and Hey, a lot of people don't remember this. So, Rick Clausen, you know, I told yeah. this story a while back. Rick Clausen was one of the first people I met when I got recruited to come here. We hung out a bunch whenever he was here. Um, and he used to get in the games for us. And you might not remember this, but I remember it vividly. He used to get in games for us back up. And they, they would, the student section would boo him. We'd be winning. I remember it like it was yesterday. 
they they cut the camera off. I was hoping they would have showed it on the clip. When Gerald Riggs Jr. scored, Rick Clausen ran to Gerald Riggs, grabbed the football, and punted it in the student's <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it after this. I'm gonna it's go not, watch it. I don't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna show it because uh, I tried to watch it. Maybe, maybe the clip that I watched. Knew, I, yeah. I watched that dude punt that ball in the student section. I was there. I think I was on the other side of the field. I was at the south end zone. Yeah. He. But, um, yeah. That that game, man. I, that was probably the hottest I ever been. Even this last, just the last couple of months through the COVID and you know the whole issue. Like I was outside with my kid because daycare was closed and all this stuff and. I was like, damn, I was like, I can't believe we actually put on pads doing this. Yeah. Like, I'm just outside in shorts and a T-shirt, and I'm sweating like crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this that- is like child abuse. Like, you put somebody <laughs> in gear, like, <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Um, so, that game to me has always been a microcosm of that season a little bit, where you oh, started man. off, it was 21 nothing. We were, like, smoking Tennessee wear down because it's just, just such an exhausting not only the day but it was just like an exhausting couple of weeks yeah and um it just kind of let let them back in and they ended up winning the game but um that that season if if everything would have been normal yeah i to me that even with a you know our offense wasn't like it is now but i still think that we were good enough we threw the ball a lot yeah we did because i mean you had we were jimbo fisher yeah. Right. So yeah, you had you had you had Dwayne Bowes a thousand yard receiver. And I think Craig Davis was a thousand yard receiver. Yeah. So you had two thousand yard receivers. You know, two running backs who who combined I think was like almost two thousand yard or closest to like eighteen hundred yards together. Yeah. Um. And then you know it, the defense was under you know Bocalini was stacked and we had guys from Ali to to a young uh, Jacob Couture, to, you know, Harry Colt, like, you know, just young emerging stars that we will see later on in the future. But we were just Glenn Dorsey, you know, you know, Marlon Favorite, those guys, Chase Pittman. Like, we had, yeah, we had the people. Yeah. We well, had tell, the people. Tell us about Pelini being back. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pelini right now? I love it. He's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, in, my, in my coaching tree, the people I've been around from, from college and to the, to the, to the pros – you know, Bo Pelini's in my top five all day, seven days a week, and I played offense. So he is – he's just an all-around good dude, and um, he loves to play golf, which is something oh, I good. do a lot of now. Oh, good. I do too. Now. Big for us. Yeah. That's uh, good for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of it now myself, so – Force him um, with you and uh, and you you and Bo. How about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll set it up. We can meet at U-Club. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. All right, so one more question for you. We'll let you go. We're going to ask you about a former Pittsburgh Steeler that's been in, getting some heat on Twitter, uh, Ryan Clark. Have you been in touch with him? No, I haven't talked to him. Obviously, I mean, if he says something every now and then, uh, normally on Twitter, not regarding to anything that's going on now, I always kind of chime in. Or he'll, he'll send a message if I post something on Instagram or whatever. Like, we still keep in contact. Um, but – but yeah, I mean, Ryan. Ryan has always been a person who was going to speak his mind. He's not yeah. going. He's not going to fall in line. He's not going to do all that stuff. Um, you know, he says how he feels, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. And I think, you know, at some point in time, you know, our fans to a certain extent have to take a look in the mirror um, yeah. because the stuff that Ryan says, they say on Tiger Drop. Right. So yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So at some point in time, you got to be like, all right, you know, I might not like what Ryan's saying, but but I really can't bash him because I do the same thing. Right. You know, so yeah. it's it's 
you know, I, I was, I was, I was it's kind of making me mad that they were kind of giving him flack about the whole Jamar Chase thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that Ryan didn't convince that man to leave. No. Like, he made it. He made it. I caught for 1,700 yards last year and 20 touchdowns. That's why I'm leaving. That's right. <laughs> like, plain and simple. You're lucky I nothing. was even saying I was coming back to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're lucky I showed up to camp. To camp. Right. That, yeah, that's just, what my feelings were, too. That's how I was. And I was kind of like, there's, there's nothing Ryan could have said to him, whether stay or go. The, his mind was made up regardless. That's 1,700 yards in college football. You win the bullet in the coffee. You go. You go score twenty touchdowns. You you win the national championship, and you can leave. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> and you don't know if you have a season. You might start. And you might you might you might not finish, or you may go out there and get hurt. No, I'm good. Right. Yeah. I I, I catch y'all later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I would be able to think about is like, what if I twist my ankle on this play, and then yeah. just the whole year I'm just you might you, or, listen, Tua, if he, or you're you're getting to an injury. Yeah. Think about this: if he came back. And if things did, if things didn't go in his mind the way he thought they should have went early on, then you start in your mind you start playing timid, you start doing things unconventional of what you do, which is playing carefree and playing something that you love, and that's when you get hurt. Yeah, right. kind of like last year's seven with uh, with Grant Delpit, same yeah. same sort of situation. That's when you get hurt. When you start doing things that your body adapts to, you're used to going 100 miles an hour on every play, then all of a sudden you're not catching that many balls and you're like, oh, man, let's listen. Let's just finish this thing out, um, not get hurt. You start kind of tiptoeing around. Next thing you know, you're getting carted off the field. Right. So we just mentioned you know, number host- seven. Who, who do you think is going to be number seven? If, or that you think they're going to keep it? Yeah. Um, it's up in the air now who will get that thing. Uh, Stingley you know, apparently said that he's going to stay with 24. Today. Yeah, 24, that's, that's, that's a family thing. Right. Um, yeah, so that, you don't have to worry about that. He's never going to be seven? Is that what you mean? Like even I next would, year? The only thing I could actually think Stingley may actually think about taking is 18, but he's not taking seven. Oh. You know, from his grandpa winning to his dad winning, right. it just means a little bit more. Um, I like that. You know, so, yeah. Who would be your vote for seven? That was tough. I actually was just thinking about it just now when you said that, and that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I was saying Eric Gilbert just because he just yeah Eric Gilbert. Or what, he just have you seen like Eric Gilbert? I've I've seen him, but you know for the I think for the seven, even the eighteen, there's got to be something on tape first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have some kind of body work. There's got to be a little meat on the bone before. I you was just thinking like uh, you know. Leonard Fournette came in. He took the seven, and no one had a problem with it. You know. Yeah, I, you, I think you, that you, was a recruiting you, package. Thing. Well, that well that was so. yeah. Well, that was kind of like, um, <laughs> kind of how it went. He knew he couldn't wear one. I think that's. I think he wore one, maybe. He wore five he wore in high school. Five, five. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he couldn't get five, so seven was obviously a tyrant thing and a pat thing. And he was like, all right, whatever. I, I, let me get seven. Mm-hmm. Then obviously Leonard ran crazy in college football, and he actually that's when it actually started to become a thing. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, even though Matt Mark gets credit for it now, 18 was eight. Like, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was something Jack Marucci kind of, you know, yeah. put, it in, put it in motion and it started manifesting in what it is today. But, you know, I think with seven now, it, it has kind of that 18 feel to it a little bit, but it mm-hmm. isn't obviously 18. 
Um, but I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a that's a tough one because you you got a few cats out there. I think that you could you definitely could pick from. Uh, so best player that you've ever seen in person or been on a team with, I should say. Period. Yes. Period. Pro. Pro. Uh, oh, uh, that's that's easy. James Harrison. Easy. Oh, okay. Easy. Easy. I always when I think of James Harrison, this is what I think of. Uh, hard knocks when they're trying to give him acupuncture and his skin is so hard that <laughs> yeah. the, the needles break. That was when he was with the Bengals. His right? muscles are so hard. He's at the yeah. Bengals, right? This dude, <laughs> I think so, yeah. So his locker, his locker in Pittsburgh is right next to mine. Okay. Um, oh, he had two lockers. Actually, I'll send you when I get when we get off of here, I'll send you the photo and you can look at it. <laughs> okay. His locker's next to mine. He had two. This dude used to we used to have to do, we had probably the silliest drill. And Pittsburgh still does it. I go to camp every now and then, like every other year. And they have the, the, the in my opinion, the, dun- the dumbest drill in running back history. <laughs> where they line the running back up, right? You, you're here. And they put the linebacker six yards away from you, six to seven yards away from you. He has a running start. And he can pick, he has a two-way, he has a two-way go. He can go around you or through you. Mm-hmm. In my four years in Pittsburgh, James Harrison never went around nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. That's and he would – listen, it, it, and you can't cut him, obviously. Right. But it was one of those just to to practice, you know, you're, you're blocking for running backs and I'm and, and, and for your, your linebackers to practice their moves. And I'm just like, dude, this is some BS, man. You, 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 what you want us to do? Like this man has a waist, like literally probably wears like a 30. And his back looks like a cobra head. Yes. And his arms are ginormous. Yeah. His legs are ginormous. He eats weights. Like he is the ultimate football player. So he smoked you a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not listen. No shame in my game, man. Like, I, I'm a, <laughs> He's I'm a hall of famer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a man about mine. Like, he he <laughs> he is uh, he is all man and then some, dude. You know my 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 pitcher obviously he was. This was before I got there, but when that fan ran on the field for Cleveland, you ever seen that clip where he picked him up and yes. like DDT'd the dude? Yeah. You gotta look that up. No, a fan gonna, ran on a yeah, fan ran on the field it. in Cleveland. That Pittsburgh was playing Cleveland. It was like doing a timeout. He ran and grabbed the dude and suplexed him <laughs> over his head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I have seen it. I'd probably recognize uh, if I saw it. James Listen, he started like so the good. fines. I can tell you this. So he got fined the first year, quote unquote, when they had the helmet to helmet stuff. Mm-hmm. He got fined like $150,000. Like he was the poster child for helmet to helmet hits for Roger Goodell. Like it was awful. And the thing is, in the NFL, when you have one of those, those You're hits, on the list. Yeah. yeah, they don't they don't ask you to write a check. They garnish it. Yeah. So he was getting like almost, I think like 10% of what he was making <laughs> every two weeks <laughs> for like the first four weeks of the season. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, so. All right. So the last question and we'll get you out. Uh, you ever looked yourself up on tiger droppings? Never, never. I have, pre- no, I have friends. I have friends. I think, I think tiger droppings is a cesspool of America. Yes, it, it is. It is. You know, because and, and I and I say and I say that to say this, and it's it's no it's no flack to anybody who goes in there and write. It's because whenever I was on staff, um, you won't believe how many kids and their parents 
would ask me about that website. Oh yeah. Like, are they going to talk about my son like that? Are they going to like, because you don't, it's not a premium. You got an email address. You can get on there. Right. Right. So if you, if people that are LSU fans think that our recruits and their parents aren't getting on there and looking oh, for sure, you are clueless. Yep. They see all that stuff and they read it and, and don't think when they come on campus, at least they did when I was there, they asked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to treat my son? And my son has a bad game or he, he, was a legend in something where they treat him a certain type of way or like, I mean, yeah. like I'm in two group text messages with a couple of my buddies and they'll be, they'll send screenshots. They'll and send. I say, listen, <laughs> I'm like, bro, about what's going on. I say, listen, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> do you know why I work? <laughs> like I know what's going on. Like, I don't care about none of that stuff. Like if y'all want to do all that, send it to you directly. Don't send it to me. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I, I just think it's just, it's, it's, it's good because you have something where LSU Tiger fans can get together, but the stuff that's talked about on that, except for that one section, I don't know which one it is, where they talk about random stuff that's going on. The lounge, I think you're talking about. I oh, heard so that's you pretty, know. He knows. No, I heard that's he pretty decent. Tiger is very often. Somebody told, me, somebody told me about that, that it's, it's pretty decent. Yeah. So they, some, they, you get restaurant they, they ideas, yeah, there, yeah, advice. They, yeah, they talk about everything on there. So yeah. I heard that's pretty decent. But, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a fan whatsoever. All right, so can you give us a quick plug? Um, just uh, This is Justin Vincent, and you're listening to One Team, One Podcast. Okay. Um, this is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. There you go. Perfect. Nice. We're going to make that our, our, uh, our, our intro right there, Justin. Yeah, we really you. appreciate this, man. No problem, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, we'd love to get you back on, uh, especially when the season comes. Um, and when Miles Brennan gets COVID, we're going to get you on right before the <laughs> yeah, Bama game. Yeah. Some, some, like Justin hopefully said. he doesn't get him. Somebody's going to get him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate this, man. Um, we'll reach out to you, and I'll post all this stuff. And, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoy it, man. Definitely, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Guys, that was Justin Vincent. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Oh, the man. James Harrison story. That the James just, Harris. I know. We should have gotten into that, that a little so cool. earlier, huh? Good. Um, that was cool. That was so good. Uh, Justin Vincent was one of my favorites uh, growing up. And um, the the status that he had as a freshman and that season was just so magical that um, he's always been a guy that I've I've always thought about. Well, I loved hearing, like, his, his thoughts on the season – and kind of what he's ex- expecting, he still he still sounds so, pretty confident. So he he's making well, me feel good. He he said with or without Chase, I got the same expectations, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. If so I'm he one. said nine and one at first. He said nine and one at first, and he's still at nine and one. And I don't know if I'm Sheesh. I don't know if I'm Woof. ready to not change my prediction. Hey, bourbon, I need the bourbon, baby. <laughs> um, I'm I'm full on. All, I I want to give my full like knee jerk reaction. You know, like. I, I almost feel like my expectation has gone to like the the line for LSU from Vegas was about seven and a half. It was seven point nine, if I remember seeing it right. Seven point nine. Okay, this is well, before Chase. Okay. Well, pre Chase. The, the line I saw was seven and a half, and I now feel like that is a pretty damn good line. It, even though that's gonna obviously go down now. With Chase out, and it'll probably go down to like well maybe seven, six and a half or something. And then we got to go back to the schedule again. So the two losses that I see more than any would be Florida, Florida and Alabama. Alabama. 
So and you're talking about it gets na- down to Alabama, I mean Auburn and Texas A and M. Yeah. Those are uh, two of your tougher games. And I, I, I do feel like Auburn is definitely pr- very losable now. Hmm. Without uh I mean D line has been fairly gutted. Uh you just lost a top three player in the country. So uh, you'll have Glenn Logan and Apu Aika as your DTs, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you got the freshmen. You got you got uh, two freshmen. You got Roy, you got Roy and, and Guillory. Guillory. Ain't and nobody Gil- redshirting this year. Guillory can Guillory can play now, dude. He's huge. That, here's, an, here's another He's here's another aspect of COVID that we're I don't know if we're really thinking about is there are no and LSU hadn't really been doing this anyway, but there are no redshirting of anybody this year. Right. Everybody's playing, got eligibility. Right. right. Um, you, there's no point in not playing. Um, so if it's a guy that can see the field and get you depth, we're all the merrier, more yeah. the merrier. Um, I like those defensive tackles a little bit. I know it's not, I know I mean, it's not what I, you want. Obviously but. I do. And, and I like the receiver room still. I, I, do too. I and I've, I've always thought the receiver room was super deep, but obviously now you lose the best player in the room. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Uh, right. cause now who fills in his spot? Like Terrace was already going to play. Terrace, uh, Racy, Mc, so uh, now who's McMath. gonna who's gonna play now that Jamar's not? It'll be Keishon Butte, Trey Palmer, uh, Coy uh, Moore, Coy Moore, uh, Kirkland, John Kirkland, Dre uh, Jenkins. People have been saying. Do he you looks feel good like? In camp. And I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, I've seen Coy Moore a little bit, but I haven't seen a lot of Keishon Butte. But it almost feels like. Trey Palmer, Keishon Butte, Coy Moore are similar players. I don't know if Coy Moore is. A little small. Coy Moore's, Coy Moore's like a little big. shorter. Coy Moore's pretty big. Is he big? Oh, yeah. He's okay. like. So maybe I haven't. I don't know. I saw. I just saw him in like a little training video. I, with, I always uh, think of 6'1", 190 with, guys that are super fast. Yeah, no. I mean, I saw Coy Moore with. Uh, he was doing training with Justin Jefferson, and mm-hmm. he looked huge like okay. he's, he's a good bit bigger than justin jefferson well, i mean justin jefferson was wasn't six two wasn't huge or anything right. but i mean he looked like maybe an inch or so taller than him and f- filled out like big time well we just need to get to nine and one that way i push one bet yeah um and i need to win all the road games so i win that other bet i, I oh, got three right, bets. the road games oh no we got three feel, bets shit i feel so bad about the road games now can you we, do can we Yes. Nah. We're winning A&M. All, all three of them? We're winning A&M. I, we're winning A&M. I think we're still beating Auburn. Auburn and Florida, I feel like we Florida lose. is going to be your tough one. I think we lose one of those, Auburn and Florida. I think Florida is a tough game now. Um, not that it wasn't before, but I can see us losing that game. Um, Alabama, I'd, I'm just grateful that the Alabama game's later in the year, and I feel like um, you could have something worked out with Fan attendance by that game. Yeah, maybe it's half half capacity. Whew. That would that would be a big big deal for us yeah. uh, if that could if that could be the case. But the thing about the Florida game is that you have these three cupcakes before the game takes place. Uh, that could really help things out a lot too. And, and Florida does they have uh, they they go to College Station the week before they play us. Okay, which is I mean that's an advantage that so, we have already going into it. So what was the what were they saying today that there's going to be an announcement uh, this week on Sometime fan this attendance week on fan attendance? So I saw Notre Dame that's, that's uh, announce theirs today. What um, is that? What is that at? Twenty percent capacity for Notre Dame games, yeah. but it's all student section. Really? Yes. Ooh. 
Let's get something like that. All student section, and I think there was like I, I forget what else, but it was it, like uh, that's basically it. It was just going to be the students. Let's do that. You like that? I like that a lot. I bet you do. Yeah, I do. I see, look at you salivating <laughs> over there. <laughs> Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> um, all right, some other big news today. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Cut. Yeah, he's he's uh, cut, released. What? What's he the was, same well, thing? Is that the same thing? Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know where the hell he's gonna go. It, it's crazy. We we just did our fantasy draft last night, and uh, he got taken in the third round. Oh, did you already give that guy he, some? Uh, he went twenty eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. He took him twenty eighth overall. Uh, and at first I was like, oh, that's so funny. And then I remembered, like, that means someone's about to pick up Leonard Fournette. That's right. And now all starting running backs, aside from, like, the, you know, the the best ones. I was listening uh, to Hannah Griff today when he was talking about this. And he was saying, and I, I, haven't, I haven't read, like, the Jets, apparently the GM came out and was talking to the Jets. The Jaguars GM was coming out talking about this. And he was saying that they couldn't get anything for Fournette. Yeah, no one would do any trades with him. Like fifth, sixth round pick, they couldn't yeah, get anything. Couldn't so get they nothing. just let him go. Right. It's like, holy cow. Like nobody wanted to give up a fifth or a sixth round pick for Leonard Fournette? Well, that, maybe. Is that maybe, just the need of. Maybe everybody just knew that they were going to drop him if they. Uh, that's true. Just pick him up and you can get a, a lower. That's got to have something to do with it. And Leonard Fournette only has one more year left on his deal. I know so, and I know Kamara's coming up with his deal. Um, any thoughts on maybe the Saints trying to get a cheapie here, kind of like a Jameis Winston kind of nah, contract? I don't think that's happening. Uh, I think we're we're gonna sign Kamara. Uh, he, yeah, we're we're keeping him. Kamara's. It sounds like he wants to sit out until he gets a deal done anyway. Yeah, which is weird because you remember uh, maybe a week, week and a half ago, Kamara was saying like he won't like sit out or anything. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna. Like, his agent it handles all his money stuff, and, like, Kamara just goes out and plays. Right. And then now he's sitting out, and it's like, this is this is strange. <laughs> but I, I think uh, I think him sitting out is actually a good sign. Uh, I think that that shows that the deal maybe is close to done, and mm-hmm. maybe he, him and his team are thinking, uh, let's not risk any injuries while we're closing the deal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of how I read it. Uh, so we got football not this Thursday, but the next Thursday, right? Am I right on that? The twelfth. Yes. We have we have football this week. No, no, but NFL, NFL. We have NFL next week. We have college. We have a bunch of college football this what, week. Who else is college football this week? Let's see. Okay, so Central Arkansas is back mm-hmm. on Thursday. They play UAB. How about that? They play the first two games yeah. of college football. They're on a showcase. Are here. both Central Arkansas, and then same night South Alabama plays Southern Miss. Wank. Uh, I'd rather watch Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's my new favorite team. Uh, Eastern uh, Saturday, you have Eastern Kentucky, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Army. Um, yeah, a bunch of nothing. Uh, Arkansas State goes to Memphis. That's maybe the best game of the day. That is pretty good. That'll be high scoring. SMU at Texas State will be a decent game, I guess. Yeah. Middle Tennessee at Army will be. It'll, it's Middle Tennessee and Army. Yeah, Army. I love watching Army play. Man. I do. Um. So, NFL, that'll be coming up. I think that's on the 12th, on a Thursday, if I remember right. Uh, we want to do – do you want to do a live stream uh, before the game? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think that's a good idea. Good little lead-up to yeah. pregame there. Yeah, everybody's going to be in the sports mood. Y'all come watch us. Yeah, and we can, we can talk just talk about, about some NFL more mm. than anything that day if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, sure. Um, good guys. Again, huge, huge um, – 
uh, thanks to our sponsors, uh, Courtesy Automotive Group. They've been with us from the beginning. Brandon Lejeune at Courtesy. Killer deals right now. Check out his hit list. Um, we are going to post a few of those deals online. Um, also, huge um, thank you to Bear Process Safety, our newest sponsor, uh, Adam Barry at Bear Process Safety. Any of you guys that are in the industrial industry um, that can get some uh, maybe some leads over to Adam, that would be awesome. I'm going to post all of his info as well. You guys give him a follow. He does some really cool stuff on social media too. Adam's a really good friend. Uh, both of these guys, Brandon Lejeune over at Courtesy and Adam over at uh, Bear Process Safety, they're huge LSU fans. They would love to do business with a, uh, an LSU fan as well. So also big thank you to Justin Vincent coming on the show today. Um, so he's 9-1. What's your final p- prediction? 8-2. and 8-2. Two. and two, I'm 9-1. One. one team, one podcast out. <laughs> Let's go!